0: Five AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, today the Adelaide Oval came out with a statement and uh, a media conference saying that anyone who wants to go in from uh, the 23rd of November into the Oval for any reason, whether it's for a, a lunch, a dinner, an event, a conference, an ashes test, a football game, a Christmas pageant in the future, who knows, uh, whatever it is, you will need to be double vaccinated. Well, within minutes, the Adelaide Zoo issued uh, a similar um, uh, verdict or edict from Wednesday the 1st of December uh, all visitors aged 16 and over who choose to uh, enter any of its sites, which is obviously the Adelaide Zoo or Monato, and I'm not sure, do they still have warrawong or was that in private hands now, private hands? But anyway, wherever it is uh, and whatever they have, you will need to be double vaccinated and wear a mask. And uh, Adelaide Venue Management, not far behind them, saying uh, they're the crowd that run Cooper Stadium, who run the Adelaide Convention Centre and the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, Uh, Same sort of thing. From the 23rd of November, all persons 16 and over entering their venues, including their staff, will need to be vaccinated fully against COVID-19. The Adelaide Ovals uh, is for anyone 12 and over. The other two are 16 and over. Martin Hayes, he's the CEO of Business SA and he's called in. Hello, Martin. How are you?
1: Hi Matthew, thanks for having me on the program.
0: Thank you for calling. This is the way of the future, clearly. Do you expect other businesses will follow suit?
1: Oh, it was very interesting. With Adelaide Oval's announcement today, we thought it would, in all probability, be the first domino which would kind of prompt many others to follow. And it's certainly done that because, as you've just alluded to, there's been Adelaide Oval, Homer Stadium, uh, both of the zoos, Adelaide and Monato. Adelaide Convention Centre, the Adelaide Mm. Entertainment Centre, and I suspect, Matthew, there'll be more. So um, this is all about, from a venue management perspective, perspective, if not an employer's perspective, um, having a duty of care over your patrons, your customers, your employees, your contractors. um, And I guess in absence of mandatory vaccinations, this was the inevitable result. So um, I think we're going to see over the next week a lot more of this. This is only just the start. Yeah,
0: I imagine public liability insurance would probably play a role in the minds of the bean counters in businesses, that if they're not um, enforcing this, they somebody might claim against them and suddenly they're up for a lot of money.
1: Well, at the end of the day, businesses are relying upon the Workplace Health and Safety Act. Mm. Um, that's the Act of Legislation, the Act of Parliament, which really underscores the need for an employer to take a duty of care um, over their employees, over their customers and over others. So um, this is why we're seeing what we're seeing today. And um, uh, we're not at all surprised. Um, we suspect there'll be many more. I'm sure there'll be many more tomorrow, let alone next week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the discussion, Matthew, that every employer is having with their team members uh, in South Australia. We do know that a lot of employers, and this is the logical place to start, because I think you need to be very respectful of uh, an individual's rights. But many employers, as a first instance, are surveying their own team um, to find out how many of their staff are vaccinated, double vaccinated, single vaccinated, or not vaccinated, Mm. or can't be vaccinated. Um, And that's probably a logical starting place for many employers.
0: Yeah, all right. So so have others told you, told your organisation, that they're planning to introduce this as well?
1: Uh, we've certainly had uh, a number of employers who have uh, announced already, and I think there'll be many more that will. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be many more public places, like the ones we've just shared, uh, who are considering it and will announce um, these policies. Uh, I I think it'll be a very different landscape within two weeks.
0: Mm, All right. Uh, Just on another point uh, of topic, the uh, noodle map that came out earlier in the week regarding um, restrictions and November 23, which I don't think clarified anything for anyone, uh, particularly businesses, obviously, who really still don't know where they're at in terms of people who present with a positive um, reading of COVID at some stage? What do they do? Who's affected? You know, following the 30 different instances, that, that can't help business trying to keep going, can it?
1: Uh, look, there is two sides to this discussion because and this is what many business owners are sharing with us. Although the uh, 30 different scenarios quite clearly are not entirely linear and not entirely understandable, Let's look at the alternative. So, I must say, on one level, we must commend the state government. Mm. And this is, you know, in business circles, uh, sometimes a little bit of a contrarian view, but I think we must con- we must commend the state government because the state government effectively, through this close contact versus casual contact yeah. um, determination, is actually putting this a little bit back into the hands of the employer. So... SA Health will work with an employer when there has been, through contact tracing, an incidence of COVID-19. And the employer will be asked a whole series of questions, of which ultimately the employer will be the one that knows the answers to those questions. And then that will determine the next course of action, which will be, one, whether the staff go into quarantine, mm. two, for how long they'll go into quarantine. Now, we actually think that's pretty sensible because the alternative to that, and this is really important, the alternative to that, Matthew, is the state government comes in, overreaches, closes down a local government area, closes down a business, and God forbid, closes down the state. Oh, yeah. Now, this is the thing that many business owners want to avoid. So although it's complex, although it's clunky, it's actually a better outcome than having your business closed having your local government area shut down or having the state shut down for an indefinite period. So I must say on one level, we must commend the state government on the way they have engineered this. But it is certainly... Uh, there is some angst here because no-one understands exactly how it's going to work, and I think that's also very understandable. So Business SA, Matthew, operate the business advice hotline for its members. It's running hot, as you can imagine, yeah. whereby uh, we're the independent Chamber of Commerce and Industry here in South Australia... Uh, We're not government. Um, We've got many employers contacting us saying, look, how exactly does this work? And my team are doing a great job of explaining it.
0: That's good. Uh, You can understand people's anger, though. I mean, uh, the the thought was, we'll be double vaccinated. We we don't need to quarantine. But there we are, seven days. I mean, that can't help anyone ultimately. They're not out spending money, Martin, for a start. And uh, uh, the frustration, you can feel it. Oh, no, you're
1: absolutely right. I mean, look, it might be the lesser of two evils, but at the end of the day, Matthew, we don't want to see the place locked down. Um, We know through our surveying um, is that on the last lockdown that we had in South Australia, which was in July, Mm. it cost the state up towards $430 million. And it cost businesses and it cost jobs. Um, Nobody wants to see that. So really, we, like everyone, want to keep the doors open. And if it's a bit clunky, the way we have to achieve that, well, it will work out in time. The most important thing is the doors of the businesses are open. The connection between the employer and the employee is maintained. That is critical. We are in a skills short market here mm, in South mm. Australia. We all know that. So, um, look, I know there's a lot of angst. There is a lot of nervousness about next week. But also, um, we have to get on with it. Um, we have to reengage with Australia. We have to re-engage with the world. Um, many other jurisdictions have torn the Band-Aid off and got on with it, and South Australia is just going to have to do the same.
0: All right. Martin Hazy, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, head of Business SA here in South Australia. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.